Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode two one five. That's two hundred and fifteen. It's the ENS Wolves podcast, sponsored by Adoption at Heart. I'm your host Nathan Judah, and I'm delighted to be joined by what, what I'm going to I'm going to nickname him the Patient now. The Patient, <laughs> Mister Mister Liam Keane. Yeah, you've just got a few coughs out before we went on air. How's uh, How's the situation in in the um, in the contagious Keane household? Yes. Well, I am sorry to to report there may be one or two little coughs uh, as we go, but um, I'm not too bad, man. I'm definitely feeling better. Um, any, I'm, I'm any, getting can, there. can you taste your Weetabix? That's the most important question I think 11 people have asked uh, in, in the question section. Can you taste your Weetabix? I'm afraid not. Oh, mate. It's really upsetting. However, oh, no. However, I mm. have bought some essential mm. oils. Okay. And I've been sniffing... All bus, all, all, all bus oils. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, there's some lovely stuff in there. Not that I can smell what it tastes like. Well, smell what it smells like. Um, I've been sniffing it like I've been sniffing glue. Sat in my, uh, sat, <laughs> sat in my house in Warwick. Um, trying it's an interesting simile there, like like sniffing... I mean, I must admit, I've never really know, been a glue obviously. sniffer back in the day. So Not that I would, I would Well, yeah, I mean, I don't mind... I don't mind uh, the smell of a felt tip pen sometimes, you know, a little, a little stabolo boss kind of like, you know, but then you stick it cl- too close to your nose and all of a sudden you've got highlighter all over you. It's not a good look. But, uh, but yeah, you don't mind that, mate. Don't mind that. You're, have you got a little bit of menthol then? Have you got a little tinge of menthol in the back of your throat? Just, just you know, working on the sniffing that and trying to get something back. And it's, mm. I feel like I'm slowly getting... <laughs> there we go. See that cough trying to come out while I was speaking? Oh, slowly oh. getting there. I sort of almost sound like I'm going to cry a little bit. I start to go. You do. You sound, to, you, you sound emotional, mate. You sound emotional. Well, it is emotional when you can't taste it. When you're a growing boy like me and you can't taste your food, it's uh, it's upsetting. But um, no, I actually before we uh, recorded this, I did have a little pasta salad. Had a little bit of olives in there, mm. and as I was, it was really it's really difficult to explain. But I couldn't taste them, but I could. I could get more out of it than I, than I have in the last few days, basically. Maybe it's maybe it's the texture slash saltiness, mate, that might be coming through. Maybe maybe it's that situation. Although I did have them a few days ago and it was, there was nothing. I feel like there's something coming back slightly. So I think I feel like I'm getting there. See, it's funny because uh, I I uh, kind of like I guess from a tasting point of view, I took uh, took the dogs down to London for their their monthly groom the other day, and uh, we went there and they actually have like a tongue scraper now. It's like a so along with the groom that you know you, you get as you do on King's Road and get them groomed and and you get your nails clipped and you get the blueberry facials. And that's um, just you. That's not even that's dogs. just me, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, supersonic teeth clean and, uh, and and anal glands uh, all sorting out. Which is to be fair, that's probably the. Uh, you don't think you get, you're not getting that's podcast. Not too many podcasts you listen and you get anal oh, glands yeah. in there. To be fair, Those words. but they but need to get me need to get it out. You need to get it out. It's just like my, you know, I went for Colonic a while ago, which I know plenty of, before your time on this podcast, and that was a uh, that was mentioned. So yeah, anal glands all sorted out, and you can get a teeth scraper now and a two and, and a tongue scraper, so it makes them enjoy their food even more. Now you might be saying, you might be saying, people at home, I'm getting ripped off for the two hundred thirty-five pounds that I pay for both of them. However, however, eleven pounds for a tongue scrape, I'm having that, mate. I'm having that. No, no. No? I mean, 
look, you obviously uh, you haven't got any mini Judas, so you do splash the cash on your on your dogs. So zero mini Judas. So you've that got, I know you've about. got to spend your money somewhere. You've got to spend your 150k a year somehow. Wow. And, uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> have I had a pay cut of I? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you make it last. Actually, before I... Sorry to jump in. I have to mention this. Okay. I was just talking about how, you know, I feel like I'm getting better and all that kind of stuff. Here we go. This, I, like, this feels like something that's been pre-planned here. Come on. No, it's, it's not actually. It's not. But okay. I have actually tested negative. Oh, so well, just now, from, just 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 like in the last four minutes. Yesterday, actually, yesterday. So mm. I've gone from coughing, feeling ill, mm. positive, still yeah. not feeling amazing, but getting better, and I'm now negative. So it's all you know, looking good towards Sunday's game. I'm just hoping that I don't have a little cough still. Even even if I'm negative, obviously I'll still be allowed to go and everything. I'm just hoping I still don't have the little. The tingle in the back of my throat, but yeah, all, all, all good. So I'm, I'm definitely on the mend. I'm in the right direction. I mean, I've got a lot of time for you, Liam, as, as, as you well know. However, um, in the nicest possible way on Sunday, if we get put on the same table, wear your flipping mask. Do not go near me. Don't touch me. I don't want to even look at you. Look at was, the sight of you. I was going to give you my uh, the, the traditional pre-match kiss, Judah. I was going to go <gasps> and give you nice, the nice <gasps> sloppy one straight. I mean, there were a few hugs at Leicester City. I must admit, on uh, on on Saturday, uh, but I, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all, to be fair, because of the peeps. And the peeps are fine. They're all good. They're all clean. They're all they're all happy-ish. Maybe not one nil loss, but we'll go into that in a little bit. But it was great to just have body on body contact. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little bit skin on skin. Oh yeah, I've not had that for a while now. I need it. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Right. Um, should we go on to it? Should we go on to uh, the start of the season? We've got uh, we've got Nilpois. We've got played one, lost one. However, Liam, I mean, you watched the game, uh, although you know illegally uh, on some sort of dodgy stream. Don't know and, what I mean. And I um, see you watched the Premier League highlights, didn't you? You watched the Obviously, BBC yeah. Match of the Day highlights, of course. The you official did, okay. highlights. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, look, I thought there were a lot of positives to come out of that game, and I think it was one of those games where you needed to. In the heat of the moment, and you're frustrated, and you've lost, and and I think there was a little bit of that coming out, and there's a little bit of frustrated people coming out of the, of the stadium. But when you look back at it, and you look back at the amount of shots, the match stats, the the way that they played, that second half performance, um, you know, depleted in terms of injuries and and lack of signings, they were the better side. They were probably the better side. They probably just edged it in expected goals. They would they they were expected to win the game, let alone draw it. Um, the barrage of of, of attack, of attack, and attack. You know, in the in the last fifteen twenty minutes against a side that look have got Champions League ambitions. They've missed out just in the last couple of seasons. Uh, come off the back of a win against um, you know City in the Charity Shield. Leicester are everything that Wolves want to be, and yeah, I thought they gave them a really good game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you talk about frustrated. I mean, I had to listen to it with a with a Dutch commentary. Oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Um, it wow. was uh, <laughs> no they you know some people were talking about you know this is Leicester City this isn't prime Barcelona or Real Madrid but at the same time they were a very tidy outfit Leicester yeah I'm, I'm a big fan big fan of Brendan Rodgers I think he's a very good manager they recruit exceptionally well um, and, and yeah I thought they, they they looked after the ball well particularly in the first half um, had a couple well there was a few risks the Wolves were taking weren't there at the back um, in behind a few last ditch tackles from the likes of Kilman and Cody that stopped Barnes and Vardy a couple of times, um, but you know focusing on the 
on the positives from the game. You're right. I, th- I thought Wolves certainly deserved something out of the game, um, whether that's a, a point minimum. Um, if, if you're just going to go on chances alone, um, they, they could have won it easily. You know, the, the game comes down to very, very fine margins, which is a bit of a cliche. But you look at Adama Traore's opportunity in that first half, what, three, four, five minutes before Vardy scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just almost Wolves in a nutshell a little bit, isn't it, um, for the last couple of years. Not taking that first opportunity, particularly first half as well, which I think yeah. we all know under under Nuno, yeah. um, and then being punished at the, at the other end. It's, I mean, I don't know what your reaction was like in the stadium, but he's got to score that, hasn't he? Yeah, he does. I think, uh, and, and props to Paul Berry as well, who obviously uh, kind of deputised and did a really nice job um, during the game, and also chatting with him on the video afterwards. Paul said it, and he's right. You know. Trow did everything that you would expect him to do. You know, he ran, he ran direct, he opened himself up. You know, he, you know, he drew the keeper. I mean, everything was there apart from the finish. And a lot of people listening to this will be like, well, yeah, that's that's Adama Traore's career summed up in one. Uh, but he didn't blast it. You know, he placed it. Um, there was a goal. Was it? Did he score? And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Did he score? Was it, it wasn't maybe not Man United, but it was a goal he scored towards the end of last season. Well, he ran centrally and passed it into the goal. Um, and it was an, kind of like not not a Adama Traore like goal, if you know what I mean. It was more running direct, and it was what you want to see from him. This was kind of like the Traore that we wanted to see. And uh, look, a couple of inches at the, the other side, and, and and it's in, and it's one. And it's a completely different game. What's because they had weathered the storm, and they were getting them. And okay, albeit it was on the break, but you know that wasn't that wasn't really the wolves of what we saw from an attacking point of view. It was a very high line. They pushed, they passed it about, you know, and, and I thought that they were pretty attacking, to be honest. And there was a different style there. You could see a different style, Liam. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, it, always, it definitely came to the fore in that second half as well when um, they'd had an opportunity to go in at half-time. As you say, weathered the storm a little bit in probably the first 25 minutes or so of that first half. Um, and, and they got an opportunity to go in. Bruno, speaking to them, a very animated manager, as we know, in the, in the change room and they came out similar to they did at Salto Vigo and were on the offensive straight away and obviously in both games that was a, a similar scenario they were 1-0 down as well so um, I don't think they want to make a habit of going 1-0 down and having to having to react um, but they certainly did react uh, and I think that gives supporters a bit of a bit of hope I think a lot I feel like the it's been a lot more positive in the last week than it was before that Leicester game yeah, some people were expecting Wolves to get absolutely hammered and you've got to remember, these, this is still a very... For all the signings that they need and you know players come back from injury, it's still a very talented group yeah. um, in the Premier League. And again, a very good Leicester side, but they're, no, you know, they're not Man City. Um, so I, I, was a little bit perplexed, I was a little bit perplexed by some of the negativity going into it. And I feel like coming out of the game, I've taken a little bit more... Um, t- I've taken stock a little bit, I think is the right way to put it. They've, you know, they've been able to, to look at what... Bruno was trying to do the style, um, and can see that when they add, you know, one, two, three extra components. For me, a box-to-box midfielder being probably the biggest one now. Um, I felt if they had an extra person running into the box, particularly late against Leicester, that could have been an added dimension to their game. Um, then that they really can come together. Kilman almost scored. He probably should have scored. Sykes had an opportunity at the far post from a set piece. Trincao had two or three opportunities. I thought he had a pretty decent game. I think he's growing into it a bit more now as well. And obviously, Trollway had a, a handful of chances. So there are reasons to be optimistic for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a it was a Brighton win actually last season uh, at home towards the end of last season where where Tra- the goal that I was talking about with the that was in, in the six yard box, wasn't it? He, he yeah, but he, yeah, he, he ran yeah. it. 
and he ran central, he ran direct, he didn't go on the outside. You know, it, it was, like I say, it was what we want to see more of. And I, and I felt like he was, he was the pick of the bunch, really. And I know a, a few people, and I tweeted on, on the day that I think Trier has been the best player on the pitch. And, you know, I think when you look back at the highlights, you look back, anything good that came out of Wolves was, was through Adama Traore. And, and if you're going to get Raul Jimenez going and, and get him scoring goals, and I think the goals will come... Adama Troy is, is is a key part of that because if you haven't got that relationship between the forwards and you know and the wide players and 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 Raul then then you know he's he's basically going to be on his own up there. I thought Trincao was 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 average first half, but I thought he definitely picked up and and was was very very good second half. Well, no, very good. I'm not saying very. He was very good second half. He he worked well. He got into a couple of better positions. Maybe that confidence decided to come that he can take players on and it. Look, it will take time for him to adapt. However, you know he's had a decent, um, you know, run of games in pre-season now. Now we want to see. There's two home games coming up. Let's see what you're made of. Because what you cannot do is just have Triore has been the main man who is making things happen. You pass to Triore, and then as we saw last season, you stop Triore, you stop Wolves. So you know we, what you want is is, is Trincao to start to do some, some really good things to take players on, to beat players, to put balls into the box. Which allows Triori not to be double teamed, and there were times, you know, during that game where where Leicester had two men on Adama, and, and once you nullified him, it, it wasn't really the creativity coming out of Neves and you know and, and Moutinho, who by the way, a couple of great passes, Moutinho to be fair, including the one that put Triori through. But you know, they're not going to hurt you game after game after game, and and you, you say that Liam about you know we need a box to box midfield or someone an attacking midfielder desperately desperately need. Let's go on to it. Let's go on to signings because we can. You know, everybody knows Leicester's gone now, and we're working to working ahead of the game on Sunday. Uh, so signing, signing, signings. Eleven, ten, ten days left. Ten days left before the window. Still no one in. Um, look, the, the there's glaring, glaring gaps in this squad, Liam. And what you don't want to do is fall behind the eight ball. And everybody's looking to sign players. It's it's going to be. I think it's going to go down to the wire. I think we've had a few transfer windows where we know there's going to be very little business going on. I think that's going to change this year. I think that the last 24, 48 hours are going to be key into the way, the way this, this season is going to shape for Wolves. Um, let's start at the top and then we'll work our way back. So, starting at the top, Liam, we've got a striker who's gone in in, in, in Cotroni to Empoli. Meh, whatever. Mm. But there's one who's come back in, in Rafa Mir. Again, these players we never thought we'd see back in Wolves again. And, and all of a sudden, Wolves are tweeting out pictures with them in training at Compton. Uh, what's, the, what's the story there? Can you, see him, can you see him? I'm obviously... Bruno wanted to speak with him. Um, I got the impression when he was talking to us and talking to the media, Bruno, about a week and a half or so ago, that he probably had given up on the chance of speaking to him face-to-face. Uh, but he's here. He's training. He's probably available for for Sunday. What's the story there? Can you see him staying? Mm. By the way, there's about thirteen days left of the window. You really scared me when you said ten. Uh, okay. Well, you, you know, ten, thirteen. You whatever. said you said ten. I thought, blimey, is it that close? Mm. Um, but I was like, <laughs> get on the phone to Uncle George quick. Um, no, so oh seven seven three. <laughs> That's my number. Um, yeah. Look, I. I was similar to you actually. I was a little surprised when when um, Bruno came out with that answer to my question about Rafa Mir, um, because I felt that it was it, it seemed like a, a you know a dead situation, didn't it? He wanted to. He personally was keen on uh, staying in Spain for various reasons that you can understand. He'd obviously done well there last year. 
and when the Spanish champions are in for you as well, it's it's a different story. Um, to then have that glimmer of hope of Bruno saying he wants to speak to him, he wants to give him the opportunity, and then for him to be in training, uh, it certainly looks brighter for the time being um, than than it did, you know, a week ago. And when there were the reports of him being very close uh, to Atletico Madrid, I did say at the time that that was exaggerated. It wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near as close as some people were making out. Um, it was. There was discussion certainly, but there was no fee agreed. Um, and now, Wolves are in a very interesting situation. Personally, I would like to see him get given an opportunity. I'd like to see him in the squad for Sunday. But it all depends on what that conversation was between him and Bruno. I mean, it's very unlikely we're going to find out what that is until we ask on Friday. And even then, he may not tell us. Um, it's it's you know it's difficult to get one-on-one conversation information uh, out, um, particularly when it would have just been the two of them. So it's going to be a very interesting situation. Now, what is also an interesting note is you mentioned there that Wolves put out the the tweet and pictures of him in training. Um, mm. Look, Wolves is a very well-run machine. Um, they don't if, if they don't want any something to go out from their own channels or they want something to go out in a certain way, they, they do it that certain way, whatever you know is right for them. Um, it's very interesting that they put that out because it. it hints, if he was just if hints, he was just yeah. here for forty eight hours and he was gonna exactly. they were gonna bum him off again, you would have thought that you know that they wouldn't have made so much of a fuss. But no, I don't know. They, that, that wouldn't have happened. I don't think there'd even be any pictures of him. If I'm honest with you, no. if, no. had there, had there not been even a possibility that he's going to be around for at least Sunday's game. Um, and, you know, look at the, the, the bench on, exactly, sa- on, yeah. on Saturday. He's going to make that bench, isn't he? Of if, course if, he is. Of if course he's available, he is. there's no way he wouldn't make it. So, um, oh, yeah, I'm very interested. I'm looking forward to, to hopefully find out more on that this week because I, from my own personal point of view, I'd like to see him given, be given an opportunity. I think Petrone, although I said at the time I'd have given Petrone potentially an opportunity, he was, obviously wasn't happy. And he also, he's been given about three or four chances already. Rafa Mir has not really been given a chance. You can argue is what four or five appearances. Is that yeah. really a chance in the championship? Not really. He's a different player now than he was then. Clearly as well. Um, I would like to see him get that chance. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one. And you know what? It's it's almost like a new signing, isn't it? If he does stay, um, that might be some pessimistic fans might look at that a bit, uh, you know, and think you know is that how far we've we've fallen? But you know, he's obviously a good player. He's done well. He's wanted by big clubs. Give him an opportunity. Well, look, um, if he wants, you know, Fabio Silva <laughs> was, was thrown into the Lions' den pretty quickly last season. Uh, it surprised me that he, he it took him that long to come on on Saturday when you're one nil down. You know, you look at you, you okay. I'm not going to say you're thirty plus million striker, but you're thirty plus million striker, and you're one nil down in the game. The end of Dendonka's the first, the first. You know, player comes on. Okay, arguably he could have started the game. I understand that situation, but um, but it, didn't, it wasn't until the 90th minute, was it, Liam, or, or pretty close to 90 yeah. minutes when 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 Fabio comes on. So look, I wonder if um, the signs are there that, that maybe Bruno's look saying, okay, let's go back onto the original plan for you, which is that you're going to be the main striker in three, four, five years time. But let's let's ease you into it, like you should have been doing. I mean, that's really what he was there to be doing last season, you know. And whether need to take take a step back with Fabio and say, okay, you. I mean, I'm sure we'll see him start against Forest on Tuesday night. But 
those are the kind of games where you're going to get your confidence rather than giving him half an hour here. You need that second striker, I think, in there. And I would say, if Rafa does stay and he does play, that he'd probably come on ahead of Fabio Silva, I would have thought, and, and probably be an option to go two up front because the way this transfer window is going and the more um or the, or the lack of the lack of signings that we're seeing i think that that really we could be we could end up seeing two strikers pretty quickly here up front yeah i think so as well um you're right you know he needs fabio that is needs um you know in some ways probably a step back and an opportunity to to build he's still only 19 um but also you know you can't expect him to make much of an impact in you know 2 minutes three minutes um he needs to come on a bit earlier than that but it, what it shouts to what it screams at is the lack of impact of that bench um with with players that injured with signings needed um you're right the dendonka sub and then gibbs white coming on with 10 minutes to go fabio coming on with as i said three or four minutes at max mm-hmm. um it just screams at a lack of uh impact really from the bench well, look, I mean, you've got Aignori and, and Samedo. I mean, Samedo, I assume, will, will come back in. He, he had a run out for the 23s and, and will probably be in contention. Although I thought, to be honest, um, that Hoover did, did, did absolutely fine. But you look at yes, Campbell, Campbell, Marquez, Kunda. I mean, exactly. look, these yeah. are all talented lads, but they, they can't be... You don't want them really... Maybe one at best on your bench, but you don't want three of them on there. It just shows how, you know... How um how small this squad is really you know you had a couple of injuries in in there and you know okay mascara and Bolly and, and the likes there but goodness me you really need to have a bit more strength and depth than that oh yeah certainly and that's exactly what they're um exactly what they're lacking obviously injuries play a big part in that but you you look at that bench and you have three or four young lads who you know you are probably not even going to come on there there really as a as a as an emergency, but you need to have some impact. I mean, they're getting stuck into their pre-match lunch, aren't they? Because they know they're getting <laughs> on. I mean, they're overeating, aren't they? They're overeating. They, they know that they can quite easily get their tracksuit on, sit down, have a few opal fruits, to toss around the Haribos because, you know, it's it's a very, very unlikely, unlikely circumstance that I've, any of them are getting any minutes. Yeah, that would be great then when someone has an injury and they're halfway through a packet of Tang Fastics. And then, oh, <laughs> yeah, mate. I mean, I know you're talking. Oh, they speak in my language. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it just just screams to the lack of impact. You, you remember Traore at times last season, the season before, that arguably he was better off the bench in some games um, than he was starting. But, I mean, there's no way they could afford to do that right now, is there? I mean, imagine not starting Traore. Um, although having him off the bench would be great, they've got no, they've got no one to start ahead of him, um, unless they totally, totally change system. But I uh, you know, can't see that happening. So um, yeah, they need the injuries will be a big one where they can get some of them back. But um, they do need through the base of that team, as we've been saying for weeks, and they just need one, two, three signings through the the, the spine, sorry, of that team. Um, yeah. And uh, and they'll make they'll make all the difference. Yeah, hopefully uh, Rafa Mir as well will make all. The, it all depends on whether he wants to, of course. But hopefully, well, we'll see. There's, there's, there's a quite a few. The there's, there's quite a few stories kicking around. There's going to be a makeaway in, in, in certain deals and stuff. But look, that's a lot of transfer speculation, and we'll see what happens. Uh, one person I know you've got an update on is, is, is Ruben Semedo, uh, sticking uh, two two Wolves players together, and apparently there's there's a there's a player there. But uh, what's the latest on that? There's been a strong strong uh, hint on social media that he could be someone that, that Wolves are looking at. Is he? As it stands right now, that's a that's a no go. 
Uh, I mean, for various reasons, but the biggest one being that it'd be very, very difficult to get into the country with his um, his criminal past, or I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, if anyone wants to Google what that is, you're more than welcome. Um, yeah, it's you know, it's it's far too complex, possibly not even possible at all uh, to make it happen. It's it's not it's not a goer. It, it, that one can, as it stands right now, can be ruled out. Whether Wolves change their mind and, and, and get desperate, who knows? But as it stands right now, that can be that can be ruled out as uh, a, a simple speculation. Yeah, Guedesh is the is the other one. I don't know if you pronounce it like that, but um, it seems to be the the latest name, I guess, on the on the on the tip of people's tongues. Good player. Do you think he would he would fit the mould? He, he would work well in this side. He is a decent player, to be fair. He can play either wing, can play through the middle. Um, would be to be honest a very typical Wolves signing. Uh, obviously, he's Portuguese in terms of his uh, Mendes links and uh, you know where he's playing at the moment. It would be very. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I'll put it that way. Uh, as it stands right now, that's neither here nor there um, as we speak. But I wouldn't be surprised to see some potential interest there, um, particularly if. Well, I, I, I mean, it depends where you're playing because uh, you know you can argue the Wolves don't really need a winger um, they probably need someone to go through the middle unless Mir is staying then centre mid and centre back are more important so um, I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be surprised to see interest I would be surprised to see a big fee paid for a, a winger slash mm. forward basically yeah um, I, mean, I, think, I guess the good thing in inverted commas of, of the you know the, maybe the lack of the lack of news and, and how quiet it is is that Traore and Neves and these kind of players who are probably linked with a move away. I mean, I don't think they can they can afford to lose them now, especially at this late stage. But uh, it seems to have gone quiet. You've got to hope that that these guys are going to stay. And 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 I think you know more more important than ever, really. Um, well, let's get through the window first. But you want Traore to sign that that new contract, don't you? You want to get him tied down. Well, I mean that that for me would be a huge huge piece of business if they can manage to to do it um, and for me keeping Troyore and Neves and those types of players would be part of a successful window for Wolves mm-hmm. um, they still, obviously still need to work for it to be a successful window with, with limited time left but um, keeping those two would be um, some very good business and perhaps some unsung praise that the that the um, that the board and and and, and and I suppose Bruno as well would deserve, and perhaps some fans won't give it at them, depending on on, um, on on who they do bring in. But you know, if he can tie him down as well, because he's, he's not just obviously how important he is to the team, but his value um, is important. And even if they can tie him down, and if he does leave, but he's on a longer contract, Wolves are you know they've got all the leverage there, haven't they? We've talked about the necessity of a centre back this window being the priority. You know. If he does go four four two quickly, you've got you've got Max Kilman who's very very good on Saturday, and I, I just wonder, I just wonder, Liam, whether they want to strengthen midfield. They'll make midfield now the priority. They'll say, okay, we're going to go with four at the back when we can. Uh, we've got Connor, who's obviously the captain, and he's going to be nowhere near 
you know, out the team. He's going to be starting every week. We've got Bolly coming back in a week or so. We've got Mosquera coming back. We've got Max Kilman, who was probably the best defensive player on the pitch on on Saturday. You've got Marcel who can potentially play there. You've got Saïs who can play there. You've got Dendonka that can play there. All of a sudden, Liam, I'm starting to think that there might not be a centre back that's going to be that's going to be signed. What do you reckon? It's a good point. Um, I, I, there's, there's certainly no panic from Wolves, uh, if that answers it in any way. Um, because there is ample cover there, even with Bolly and Mosquera out. Um, but yeah, as I said to you before, I don't think they can go to a four without having at least Bolly there. Um, no. For me, I think that's that's essential. I don't think they will. I'd be very surprised. Um, it's, you know, they are working on bringing in a centre-back and a centre-midfielder. But there is no there is no panic. And Wolves and Fosun haven't panicked in the past. Um, and they won't, they won't make a habit of doing that now. It's not a case of... Um, if the deal isn't right financially, the right player, everyone's happy, um, they won't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. Simple as that. And I think they've proved that in the past as well. I think Wolves have probably needed a centre-back for, for much longer than we've... Uh, well, much longer than I've been around anyway. They, you know, a good 18 months, two years probably they needed a centre-back. Um, and if, if the deal isn't right, they won't they won't get it done. They won't force something through. Um, and although that might be frustrating for fans at times, uh, again you've got to look at the track record of signings, and they've got far more hits than they have misses, uh, folks, since they've come in. Um, and I think that that is important to remember. Is even if they don't bring someone in, which I'll tell you what, Twitter's going to be a nasty place, isn't it, <laughs> on transfer deadline day if they don't bring anyone in. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you won't be there, and 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 my fellow colleague Luke won't be there. So I'll, I'll be delighted to handle that on my oh, uh, the old the old sixteen seventeen hour shift on a deadline day. I'm very excited to do that. Very excited. Uh, I think it's going to be busy, and I think they're going to have to sign. And uh, you know, I, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate when I say about all these centre backs. For me, they definitely need a centre back. They they definitely do, and and I really hope they can sign some quality. But Look, let's let's um, you know midfield could be the priority. Let's kind of approach the elephant in the room in Pedro Neto. There's a lot of rumours circulating uh, that he's had a setback from his injury. You know, when we spoke to Bruno a couple of weeks back, we were looking at a month or two, probably looking at seeing him back in maybe October, Liam. Um, what I'm going to say on that, and there's lots of questions that have come in about Pedro Neto, is that from uh, we've always had a policy on on injuries that we don't break in inverted commas injury news. I think that's that's different to a transfer rumor or a signing or whatever. Um, look, that's up to the club to update uh, the fans on, on on Pedro Neto, and I think that they will do that in the, in the coming days. If they haven't done that by Friday, we'll hear from Bruno. He will obviously get asked about the situation. I'm sure we'll have an explanation there and then. But for now, you know, it's I think you know when you when you're dealing with someone one who is integral to the squad and also you know a, a serious injury that he's coming back from. It's it would be folly of us to kind of speculate a timeline. What we can say is that, look, if Pedro Neto is out for a, a prolonged period of time, then, Liam, the, the midfield search almost becomes, you know, twofold now. Do you, do you look at two players potentially to, to to you know, we've got Pedence coming back, you'd have thought, in the next few weeks. Do you think it's still that one player or would they need two, do you feel? It's a tough one. I, I would still prioritise... A- proper box-to-box central midfielder and a defender even mm-hmm. if even if Pedro is out because I do feel that um, with Pedence coming back Adama and Trincao you've got Gibbs White you can slot into areas um, I do feel there was enough uh, enough cover 
certainly. Uh, of course, you know, he'd be a, he'd be a huge miss if, if it is the case. Um, but I, I think the the gap in what a real box to box central midfielder would offer this team, I think that is a much bigger gap to plug for me. Um, because you can see against Leicester the the real need for someone to arrive late, um, someone to come on to passes uh, from a sort of a number eight position and drive forward with the ball, someone to carry the ball forward as well. Um, that's that's really what they missed. So for me, that would be uh, that would be still be the priority. You know, if they can get a loan forward of some sorts in, perhaps that might work. Um, but again, you know, they may change to four four two. They've got Rafa Mir as well. It's 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 a flexible situation because they've got um, a handful of players that are still up in the air, really, as to where they're going to fit in. Have you got the TV on in the background or something? No, nothing. I can hear some kind of TV show going on. Maybe it's maybe 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 it's. You know what? You know what it might be. It might be my my partner on a work meeting upstairs. Ah, uh, I think that's what it is. She's loud, isn't she? I mean, I can I can barely hear her to be honest. I don't know how you. Ah. She's loud, mate. She's loud. <laughs> um, oh, I just got told. I just got told off for banging the desk there. Not good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Lana. Um, yeah, look. I think we're down to Mendes and seeing what Mendes can do. You know, fortunately slash unfortunately, I don't know. I I feel like you know it's going to be Portuguese players. It's going to be guys who probably some of us maybe haven't heard of last minute. It's going to be. It's not really going to be your. Your domestic market players, Liam. Um, I know they're looking at them, but they're kind of like we've said earlier on. If Oson are not going to spend 15, 20, 25 million pounds on a player, you know, um, it's going to be probably less so than that. And if it is, it's probably going to be a player exchange as well, um, or loans with a view to buy. There's not going to be, you know, 50 million pounds spent in the next 13 days, um, is there? I mean, yeah, I'd be, I'd be very surprised if that's the case. Um, yeah, I mean, we've gone over this so many times. I think fans know really, it's, it's not a case of being able to splash out hundred odd mil in the next, uh, in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to be, well, creative is the word that keeps coming up. Obviously, Scott Sellers used, and I think that's accurate. They're going to need to be smart about the way they go about this. Um, and again, there may be some money generated. You know, if Rafa Mir does move on, for example. Um, yeah, there's. It's going to be very interesting how they how they get about it, and I can see some loans with uh, with options as the um, as probably the desired route because I think Wolves did that very well in the first year back in the Premier League, and I thought well, actually even in the Championship as well to be fair, um, and I feel like that is a good avenue to go down. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, Sunday we'll, we'll come on to Spurs in a little bit. Uh, just a quick uh, tip bit: uh, Carabao Cup Forest. Uh, second round game is away uh, Tuesday night, so less just about four eight hours to recover from that. Uh, I think when we're looking at uh, large, large expectations this season, I think that you know people aren't going to be pushing for a top seven spot. I think that's unrealistic, to be honest, and I think that's that's fair enough. Uh, but you would like a good go of the cups now. It's not ideal that they, that this game. I think they tried to get it on the Wednesday because they've obviously got Sunday to Sunday and Sunday with the games. It's not happened. Can you see? Can you see him playing a strong side in that? Can you see him playing maybe maybe a half and half side in that? Or are we going to write yet another cup competition off and uh, and play? Well, not write it off because you know everybody's got a chance. But play play the likes of 
Kundal and, and Marquez and, and you know these types of players Ruddy and, and you know and maybe Fabio and, and maybe having maybe only two or three first teamers in there I'll say first of all from a personal point of view I am very pleased it's on the Tuesday okay go on I am on holiday from the Wednesday ah. uh, and when the draw came in um, I was sat with Rosie my partner watching it I was right, right I want Swarps Oh, don't say that. Sorry. No, for anyone who, for anyone who's wondering, no. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said her name now because that's gonna that's gonna come back to bite me in the ass. Um, the I said right. I want a. I want an away ground somewhere I haven't been before. Yeah. I've, I've never been to the city ground, Forest. It's away, obviously, mm. and it's hardly much further drive for me in Warwick than it is to go to Molyneux anyway. Oh, so dream. It, it, it's, it's the dream one, taking it underground I've not, 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 that I've not been to, and it's you know it's like 10 minutes extra drive for me. So I was like, right, perfect. And then I realised, ah, it's probably going to be the Wednesday because they're playing on the Sunday. Turns out... The it's EF, not! It turns out the EFL are useless as usual. Yeah. Uh, and it's on the Tuesday. I mean, oh, you give it the big and the EFL is useless at u- useless as usual. Uh, now you left Walsall. Now you're in the Premier League, baby. Now you're okay, are you? No, no, I slagged the the EFL off when I was covering Walsall <laughs> anyway. I mean, what an absolute shambles of an organisation. Um, no, they. I mean, look, part of it's out of their control a little bit in the sense that they've obviously got um, the T20 on at Trent Bridge. Yeah. And I, you know, I can understand there's a a logistical concern there with the amount of supporters but surely there could have been a way around it because the whole reason the, the Spurs game is on the Sunday is because Spurs are playing in the Europa Conference League on the Thursday mm. t- tomorrow that is um, mm. in Portugal so yeah. it's been the Premier League game has been moved because of one competition and now Wolves are being shafted because of another competition I mean <laughs> it's just insanity um, I think it's I mean, there surely there was a way around it. Now, obviously, I understand. You know, Forest are not going to want it to be moved from their ground somewhere else because they were obviously going to get the home gate and they obviously got the home advantage. But there could have been a way around it. Surely, um, just think it's a whole mess. But for me personally, it works out pretty well, so I'll take it. Um, in terms of the team, I am first of all disappointed because I would really like, <laughs> excuse me, really like Bruno to give the Cups a real go this season. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that could be a real jewel in the crown for Wolves because no one is really expecting Wolves to do anything amazing in the league. Um, you know, if they were challenging for Europe, I think it'd be superb job done. But no one can really see that coming. I think the Cups can be a real asset for Wolves this season. Last year, I felt Nuno made some real errors in the Cups. Um, the Playing against Villa the way he did, um, the FA Cup against Southampton with the league game against Southampton just after that. And he oh, pri- don't get me started. And he prioritised the league game, which they won, obviously lost the FA Cup game. And then, you know, Southampton ended up playing Bournemouth in the quarters with, a, with an opportunity, who were obviously in the championship, with a chance to get to the semi-final and get to Wembley. Mm. Um, I thought it was um, a real, real big error from Nuno, that was. And even, you know, most fans would have happily have lost the league game. And got through that cup game at the stage Wolves were out of the, in the season, so I was well, especially really... when they beat Arsenal in the league as well. It took yeah. the pressure, took the pressure off a little bit, didn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. So I'd have liked. I, <coughs> excuse me. I would like to see Bruno really give the cups a go. And now his hand's almost been forced a little bit because of how quick these two games are to each other, how close they are to each other. Yeah. So I can see, uh, I can see a bit of a mixture. 
I think you might see your likes of maybe a Neves, a Cody, um, maybe an Adam or Trincao getting a game, but I can see one of Dendonka or, or yeah. Moutinho, depending on which one plays on Saturday, on Sunday. I, I can see Hoover and Aitnori probably mm, playing. Mm, Marquez yeah. possibly, Ruddy probably, um, Gibbs White probably, Fabio probably. You know, I can see, I can see there being half and half potentially, mm. but I, I don't think he'll go all out and play Kundal and Campbell and all this. I think it will be a mixture. Um, no. I'd be but, surprised if we see someone like Raúl though, or, or yeah, or someone yeah, like that, same. You know? Yeah, I think so. So it's gonna. It, unfortunately, Bruno's hand has been forced a little bit, and that he is going to have to make changes of some sort. I'd be very surprised if it's you know two or three changes, and you'd be probably looking at more six, seven, eight. Um, and it's just the that's just the reality of playing two games so close together. And the Wolves, you know, they've been shafted basically. Um, you've, yeah. you've said uh, you've said that uh, Rosie won't be coming with you on on Tuesday night because I saw your reservation table for one at Hooters. You've got at five o'clock, which is very good. Oh yeah, well I mean yeah, you got you got to take in the sights, haven't you? When you're in uh, when you're in old Nottingham, you know I've never been to Nottingham. I've got a lot of friends who've been to uni there. And I thought you were going to say never been to Hooters, but I know you've done that. No, so I know, no, 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 I haven't been there either. Uh, <laughs> Mate, great chicken wings. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure it's uh, you know I've been told it's a very good night out, but unfortunately, you know, we've got words to. I think we're we're planning. Am I allowed, am I allowed to say this? We're planning a potty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're planning we're, a potty after the game. Planning a potty, late night, late, first late night pod of the season, mate. Uh, third potty of the season, late night pod. Because uh, I'm away as well on, from from Wednesday through until until Sunday. Uh, a little family vacay in a place called OC Island, which is a um, a remote island that is. I think there's a few horrors that have been. Um, oh, lovely! That have been filmed there as well. Yeah, but um, where is that? Um, it's a good. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you it's, don't it's, know. It's, it's East Coast. Um, let's have a look. OC Island, it's an enchanted OC Island, formerly OC. Um, it's off the, uh, it's um, an island in the estuary of the River Blackwater, Essex, 380 acres in size. So we're out there for four nights for a little little family trip. Um, I think Rihanna's been there recently and a couple of other people. They just ran out the whole island and just basically run amok. So uh, I should be running amok. Um, I thought you were going to tell me you've bought the island. Well, no, I mean, I uh, rent it out, mate. So, you know, you can't just stay there the whole year. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's fine, mate. It's a family thing. <laughs> I've got three li- younger brothers who are coming with their wives and three. they've all got three kids. Um, you know, I haven't got... Obviously, I'm bringing the dogs they don't know yet because you know, <laughs> they're more important. It's great. Family, you know, it's great. I, I, I love, have, I love a, fam- a good family get-together. But four or five nights of it, sometimes it's a bit hard work, isn't it? Little yeah. bit when you've got when you've got twenty people in the place. It's, I don't know. And when he was famous as Nathan Judy, you know, you, you get recognised anywhere. You know, you're, you're, oh, I mean, it's just crazy, mate. Yeah, exactly. This this is part of the issue. So you know, we'll we'll have to see, mate. But no, it, it'll be nice. So yes, so we're both going away Wednesday. So we're going to film late now. We're going to get back from Forest probably around the witching hour, probably midnight one. And then we'll we'll get a quick potty out and we'll have that for you on Wednesday morning that will go out. So yeah, you're not going to miss out on your podcast. We wouldn't do that to you. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that. Right? Questions, questions, questions. Let's get through a few of these. Um, uh, Fifty questions, probably thirty-nine of them about Neto. Um, <laughs> let's let's have a look. Um, oh, a Mars music show. Let's 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 go with a, let's go with um, let's go with a fun one to start off with. He says, if you and Liam were wrestlers, what would your names be, and would you be a face or a heel? Now I need you to give me some advice here because you're a wrestling man, aren't you? 
I, I do like I do like the occasional uh, Raw Smackdown and, and SummerSlam that's this Saturday night because I've like... never ever been into it even as a kid uh... it's never been my thing so I don't even know what he's talking about there not with your bulging biceps well I think if you're having a ne- I think you'd have to be a face because you are, you're a baby face I think you have to be a good guy uh, oh my I mean I, I called you the patient didn't I so the maybe patient. the patient the patient Liam Liam Spears Liam Spears blimey that's a Freudian slip of everyone hey Liam Keane uh, I would have to be a heel I feel I feel because you know I feel like I quite like being a villain at times it's the facial hair maybe I've got well, to, I've got, got to share the facial hair Oh God! Here we go. I've been I've, in my isolation. I've been growing. Oh no! Don't tell me you have got one of these gruff bum fluff things going on. Well, uh, don't 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 rock up at Molly on Sunday with some sort of some sort of fluffy goaty on me, mate. I'm being told. Abs- oh I'm, no! I'm being told to keep it, and I I don't. Oh I, no! I I don't think I can rock up at Molly the way I am. No, now. mate. It looks no. Shocking. I, I won't say anything, mate. You'll be fine. I won't. I won't. Oh yeah, anything. yeah, sure. I won't make any comment. You, you, your secret is safe with me. I'll just carry on with my day job. It is a, a very strong goatee look right now. Strong is it? Is um, it strong? Or is it sides, The sides and the neck aren't really coming in too much. I mean, there's you know there's scraggly bits. And, oh god! But it's you know I'll have to leave it for a long time oh, to have any real no. success. So no. it's not great. But I'm going to turn this into a positive. Are you ready for this? Go on. I've got a suggestion that I probably should tell you off air, but I'm going to do it on there and put you under pressure. So, how about we do a poddy Movember? A poddy Movember. And raise money for a a worthy cause. And and what does this include? Just basically not shaving your moustache for a month? The whole of November, we have a moustache. Obviously, the rest of it, we have to shave. But it has, you have to have to shave the rest of it and just keep the moustache. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought that was big in 1997. But, I mean, you know, if you want to go with it in 2021, I'm sure we can, You're we can so come not to some down sort of an arrangement. <laughs> You're so not down for this <laughs> we idea. Come to so- I oh, mean, I, I can rock a handlebar if you need to. But, you know, when you put the word charity in there, then, you know, it's very... No, I'm not. No, no. No, we'll have a look, mate. We'll have a look. We'll come up with something. I've just Let's see if the I've just put you it. under immense pressure. To, and you know, I've even you know, I've thrown charity in there, and you're still turning it down. No, I may. That I'll, is, I'll, I'll do, I do, I do my bit for charity, don't you? That, I'll, that's I'll, I'll, do Mo- I'll do November. I'll do November. Don't don't you worry about that. But what I'm saying is, is like you know, three days for me is probably three years for you. So I feel like you're not going to change that much. You've got a good point. You know. However, the goatee mm. does come through strong, so the mustache, you know, I'd be all right. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's move. Let's move on. Uh, Amar, ne- the necromancer for me, uh, I would just say I quite like that uh, Amar. So let's move. Let's move on. Um, here we go. Um, um, Steve Brown says, should Fabio figure more in the starting eleven rather than coming on for a few minutes at the end of the ninety? My opinion is yes. He should partner Raúl and learn how to play with him. Could be a potent partnership. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be given more of an opportunity to. Uh, have been impact than than he was in those few minutes. Um, it's probably going to be, uh, I'd say, less of a, a partnership. However, they did start four four two the two of them before, so yeah, there's there's a possibility there. It's an option. Um, I I'm not sure I see it being a long term option, particularly at the moment. You know, it may take a few months to to blossom mm. with a bit of time. But yeah, he needs more time off the bench than you know two or three minutes. Okay, Ben Curtis, uh, who missed out on the uh, on the shirt, nil nil. You said Liam uh, missed out, so, so close. I, 
I'll tell you what though, I'll tell you what, people listening again this week, not going to put it out on Twitter again, retweet what we said last week, myself or Liam putting out the podcast, we'll put you into the prize draw, um, Liam will, will, will discuss the uh, the scoreline in, in about 10 minutes or so, and if we pick you out, there you go, shirt of your choice is yours, how's that? So uh, again, for all those listeners... Um, who haven't turned off by now. But uh, he says, uh, should, should Morgan Gibbs-White be given a shot in the Moutinho starting position? I think he could do really well there. It's interesting. He started um, in a 4-4-2 in the two midfield, didn't he, against Crewe in that first game. And to be honest, he was outshone really by Taylor Perry. Mm. So I'm not convinced it's the right role for him. Uh, would I be opposed to you know, giving him an opportunity there in maybe the last 10, 15 minutes of Wolves, even if they're chasing the game? No, I, you know, yeah, give him a chance. Yeah, it, it could work. I'm not convinced. I'm not sure he's got the the right discipline for that role. I think Wolves need a real box-to-box, and he isn't really that. He's more of an advanced midfielder. Okay, uh, Matthew Scriven. Scrivo, good friend of the podcast. He says, uh, has there been any indication as to why you're only allowed to bring in an A4 size bag now? Surely there's no practical reason for that. I'd always nip to Asda. And bring in drinks slash snacks for the game to save money, so this could scupper that for me. I've got no idea what he's on about. Well, no, you're only allowed to bring like an A4 size little wallet with you, aren't you? And from a bag point of view, you can't bring big bags in with you, or you know, a carrier bag, so to speak. I believe I'm um, going into the grounds. Um, it's changed. Oh, so of course, they changed that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that which is kind of annoying, really, and I kind of get that, but. Uh, you know, I wonder if they'll look on that and maybe change that policy. Maybe maybe they'll review that. But um, I can understand it, especially with some of the... I mean, I guess that's part of it, you know, Scrivo, that they want you to not bring your snacks in so that you can buy at the, I used to you know, at the kiosks. Oh, everybody does yeah. it. You know? I think it's a no-brainer to do it. Um, but I guess I guess that's kind of like what's what why, you know, part of the reason why. Um, well, we could ask the question and see if it's under consideration or whether that's here to stay, Scrivo. Maybe get maybe Lee, maybe you could get back to Scrivo next week or whatever with that reply. See what she can ask a few questions, see what you can do. Good man. Um, Bradders77 says, Is it a bad judgment call to not cash in on Rafa Mir now? It's, I nearly call him Frank there, but that's again from a podcast before your time. Um, it seems to me that he wants to get back to Spain, if not now, then for a free this time next year, because he'll just run his contract down to all intents and purposes. That's like a season-long loan costing us 10 million quid. Well, I know, uh, I'm a big MMA fan, so I know who Frank Mayer is. Ah, there you go just then. Okay. It, it was a slip of the tongue, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting point. It is an interesting point, because Wolves are taking a gamble, aren't they, if they do mm. keep him, because... Mm. Um, he may he's only got one year left in his deal hasn't he so he may choose to sign somewhere else he can sign somewhere else in January so he can join a foreign club in January sign a pre-contract agreement um, so you know he may choose to do that they may get him down to a new contract or you know they may keep him getting down to a new contract he may not suit the Premier League he may not do as well as we're hoping he might do um, it's definitely a gamble but you know Wolves have got to Put the squad and the uh, the possibility of success this season ahead of a few million. To be honest, uh, if they think if he wants to stay, he wants to have a, have, a, have an opportunity. Um, even if he doesn't sign a new deal, and they get the chance to have him as part of the squad and beef out the options, particularly off the bench, or just beef out the options in general, uh, I think it's a no-brainer really for me mm. to give him to give him that chance because the squad is is too thin without him there. 
Uh, en route, Wolverhampton, just a general chat on your opinions on Cody and what should happen with him. Look, I mean, you know, I said earlier on that um, that Bruno said that Cody's his captain, he's his main man, he's, you know, he's, he's a huge admirer of him, he's going absolutely nowhere. I must admit, you know, when I saw the, the goal live, I was kind of frustrated that, that, that Vardy got ahead of Cody, but look, looking back on it, it's just a brilliant piece of forward play in the way that he does it. It's just a, you know, that, that's what makes him a top, top striker and look, he might be... You might be rotating now with the likes of Dakoni and Nacho, but I think for Premier League games, you know, there's no one better than Vardy to, to have that predatory instinct. Apart from that, I thought Cody was absolutely fine in the game. And, and for me, he'll be a very important part of the situation, especially if they don't sign a centre-back this season. No matter how many people think that he can't play in a four, he's going to play in a four, Liam. Yeah, I, I, think, he, I think he will. I think he's too key as a leadership uh, figure for that team. And also, you know, with Bolly alongside him, I don't... I'm not totally against the idea of him in a four. He did play one or two games in a four for England as well. Uh, I know international football, particularly against smaller nations, is very different. But um, I think he brings a real calm presence. And I've been really impressed with him, actually, through pre-season and even against Leicester. Mm. Um, I think he adds a, a totally different dimension to the team than a lot of other... Uh, in some ways, he's similar to... A Dharma Traore in that he's so unique in, in, in a totally different, obviously, uh, style, but he's so unique in what he offers the team. Um, yeah. I've not really seen a, a captain and a leader like him for a long time, Wolves. Uh, I think he is so important to the team for, for several reasons, and he is still a good footballer as well. He's come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. So, uh, yeah, I'm not totally against him playing in a four. I may change my mind on that, but um, I think the dimension he adds and the calmness he brings to that defence, I think it's crucial. Graham Palmer, do you think the window has been poor? And if so, who is responsible? Also, is the shambles with tickets in the Graham Hughes stand um, predictable for a club hierarchy like Wolves? And who is responsible for that too? Yeah, we went over that one before. That's to do, obviously, with it not being open. Hmm. The Graham Hughes, yeah, it, it, it's really... Well, you should maybe answer the start of the first bit. Of, you know, do you think the window has been poor and who's responsible for that? I think you can't You can't really, can't make, really a, make, that, make, yeah. make a call on it until the end of the window. Look, yeah, it's, it's definitely not been not been what they would have hoped for, I think, at this point. And I'm sure they've missed out on a couple of targets and there's a couple of targets who are maybe, you know, um, waiting to see what other offers come in. And, and you know, this this happens every single year. I w- I'm disappointed that there hasn't been a couple of additions in by now. And, uh, you know, I, I know you've got the Olympics and you've got the, you know, you've got the, the Euros and everything like that. But there's other teams and the other clubs that have made, that, that have done business. And I'm sure... Um, it's pretty stressful at Compton. I'm sure they were working very, very hard and working very, very long hours to, to sort something out. But at the same time, you don't want to sign players for signing players' sake. And you know, a lot of these guys um, don't want to come on loan. They want to, they want guaranteed money coming in. They're like, well, I don't want to come on loan, but I might come on. I want to come on a three-year deal at 40, 50, 60, 70 grand a week. And you know, they want to protect themselves as well. So you know, it, it, it takes a bit of negotiation, and they might have a couple of other a couple of other offers on the table and then those subside towards the end of the deadline day they end up taking a loan you know it's, it's very much a wheeling and dealing uh, way to go and I think that look we'll see we'll see on, on August 31st where how the squad is if there's been no additions or only one addition maybe um, uh, maybe a decent-ish addition I think you can say it's been a poor window I think you have to say that yeah I think so um, you're totally right I think you have to wait until the window's over, and also you have to wait to see whether they keep Neves and Traore and you know several other players because if they can keep hold of key players as well as making a couple of additions, that will make it a good window. Um, you have to wait, really. As it stands right now, I, I agree with you. It's frustrating, it's disappointing not to see 
a couple more on top of what they've done so far right now. Um, but if they make you know a couple of worldies in the next couple of weeks and keep hold of the two they've got, um, you know you have to class that as a good window. So it, it's it's a way you get. It's difficult to answer that really. Yeah, until yeah. until um, early September. Cage fighting says with uh, Halloween coming up soon and knowing you're a fan of the genre. Yes, I am. Uh, can you recommend us a good horror? Actually. Good question. I've been watching a thoroughly enjoyable horror trilogy at this moment in time on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if you're a horror fan, Liam. You're a horror fan or God, not? no. Okay. Uh, Fear Street is excellent. Three movies in one. Uh, I think it's like Fear Street 1996 is the first one. Then it's 1980-something. Uh, and then the third trilogy is, is, is 1666. But really good. I would say it's cross between if you like... We were a massive fan of this, and Stranger Things, which is coming out soon, by the way, not not too much longer. But it's it's kind of cross between Stranger Things and The Witch and The Ring, I would say. That's really good. It's yeah. it's like it's like horror, really gory, but kind of like in a scream way, but still quite still quite. Um, you think it's like a teeny teeny comedy horror, but there's actually some gruesome bits to it. It's good. It's very well done. Very well done. So I would definitely recommend that. Fear I'm, Street. I'm scared already. Just listen. Oh, to mate, that. get yourself in, mate. I'm gonna get you locked away at OC Island for a four days oh with me. Oh god. Get you in the fog and the mist. Um, uh, right. Well, I've only got room for a couple more now. Uh, the Hoomster. Why can't Nevers play with Moutinho? Oh, they can. Come on. Mm. It's 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 less of them. Can they play together? Well, I'm going back and forth on this. I think you can even tell in my answer that I'm going... In my own head, the last few days, I've been going back and forth on something similar to this because I keep banging on the box box midfielder for me is a really key one. Um, and in some ways, it is that they can or can't play together. It's, I think they, they don't complement each other, I think is the way to phrase it. Um, I think they are quite similar. Uh, and also, Moutinho's... Legs are going. I think that's you've got to be fair and say that. I think they're starting to starting to go. He's obviously getting older. Dendonka, I think, particularly his performance against Santa Vigo, I think he complements Neves better. Um, but they just don't have that box to box midfielder, someone who's all action, someone who an Abdullah Ducore kind of player. Sure, sure. That's the kind of player I'm talking about. I think he would be perfect. Um, someone like that, someone who's, who can break forward uh, with the ball, but is also you know strong in the tackle, a good ball winner. Yeah, the, as I said on this before, we joked. You know, get Jude Bellingham in; he'd be perfect. No big deal. You know, just fly him over. Oh God! Oh God! It's only Champions League football at Dortmund. It's not you know Dortmund, Wolverhampton. Mm, just get him over, like for like. Uh, last one, Jonathan Hodge. If Wolves get off to a bad start in the Premier League, do you think the pressure will be on Bruno Large or from Fosen? Um, from Fosen, that is, especially as it didn't seem he was a popular choice from the beginning with the majority of fans. It depends what you mean by bad start, because if you're talking 10, 15 games in, you know, they're down there struggling. Uh, the pre- yeah, pressure obviously will start to come from inside, and, and Fosen have been ruthless in the past, and they won't be afraid to make a decision, I'm sure. But. Um, if you're talking about these three games and how difficult the start is, uh, I think the pressure more would be from the outside. Mm. Um, I don't think he he would be pressured from the inside too much. I think there'd be a, a calm, measured response to it. And um, yeah, I think you've got to. It depends on what you mean really by the question. But you know, give it 10, 15 games if they haven't got a win yet, or if they're you know sitting down there in 18th, 19th on a on a handful of points, then. 
then maybe it's a different conversation. Yeah, thank you very much for everybody who sent in their questions this week. Um, first of all, uh, before we move on to a couple of things before we finish up, uh, a word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. Adoption at Heart uh, provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Warsaw Council, Dudley Borough Council and Sandwell Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing to adopters who can give their children lots of individual time understanding and ongoing support and are looking to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community irrespective of gender sexual orientation disability race or faith to start your adoption journey or to find out more why not book on the next virtual information event visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates uh, or book your place and call 01902 553818 that's 01902 Double five three eight one eight. Uh, before we move on to Spurs, just a very quick one. Uh, you spoke with Raúl uh, yesterday, Liam. Um, kind of had his first media uh, press conference, I guess, since since obviously that horrific uh, head injury. I, 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 I gather from you, it was twenty minutes. There were a lot of him talking for fourteen. He was in great spirits and uh, was was really good value. Oh yeah, for sure. It was a it was a real pleasure. It really was um, over Zoom. Um, obviously, a lot of national and local interest with it being such a, a high profile and, and horrific injury as well at the time and you know he spoke all about what it's like to be back um what he remembers from the incident and that was a really interesting bit for me that he he doesn't even remember playing for the what was it 10-15 minutes before the injury happened yeah or was it even actually was it even later in the, the first half of that it might have been a bit like, later yeah a bit yeah later. however however long it was he doesn't even remember playing he said he remembers being in the change, walking out onto the pitch with his uh, with the teammates, having a look at the pitch, walking into the changing room, getting ready, and that's pretty much all he remembers. Um, and obviously, head injuries can be like that; it can be mm. it, can, it can vary for different people. But um, and then you know he, he spoke uh, very eloquently on uh, the you know the bleed on the brain and how it was pushing in onto his brain. And I know, uh, yeah, and, just just hearing was, that, I know, it's, it's incredible. Just, oh, makes you, it just makes you you know. Makes you feel sick to the pit of your stomach, yeah, doesn't exactly. it? I mean, we all knew yeah. how serious it was, but just him talking it in those kind of like graphic details about you know, the, the bleed on the brain and pushing the skull into the venom of the brain. I'm like, oh, God. Like, exactly. I know, exactly. It's and, uh, and scary. The, the doctors talk, you know, saying to him, that, you know, it's a miracle that he's still alive. Mm. Um, he was very, very lucky. Um, and then also to be able to come back and play football again as well, it's, it's incredible, really. Um, and yeah, he spoke, He was, as you say, in very good spirits. He spoke very, very eloquently about the whole thing. Um, and what really came across to me was how confident and comfortable he is despite the injury. You know, yeah. he, he said that he got the, the guys at Wolves to send him several different angles of the incident so we could watch it back. Um, he, he's watched it back from several different angles to see what happened and sort of what went wrong. Mm. Um he he's talking about how he doesn't really want to wear the head guard. He'd rather w- not wear it, but he but he has to. He, he, doctor's orders for obvious reasons. Mm. Um, you know, it's incredible the confidence he has to want to go out there and just live life and play life as normal. Um, fortunately, life off the pitch for him now is back to what it was before the the injury. So um, he's not having to because there, there was times where he was being told he couldn't drink alcohol and mm-hmm. he, he said that he barely drinks anyway but yeah. um, he was there was a long time where he wasn't allowed to do that and obviously various different physio and rehabilitation things he's got to go through but life off the pitch now for him is back to normal um, 
in terms of... I don't think he could see his child for such a long time as well when he was in hospital. Yeah, there was a few (laughs) days, excuse me, a few days because Mm -hmm. of COVID and Mm -hmm. that was in November, of course, as well. So it was almost at the height of around that time. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was difficult on his family and he spoke all about that and spoke about, you know, hearing see Senor again for the first time and coming back and seeing the fans. And um, yeah, he's got... And actually, another thing that really stuck out was a a quote where, you know, he said that although he did this anyway, he's really now got a focus on sort of enjoying life and enjoying what he does. Yeah. And that is something they've got a massive focus on mm-hmm. now. Um, and I just thought it was really, really nice the way he went about it because it was such a difficult thing that he went through, such a difficult thing to talk about. And he almost goes through it totally unfazed, which just you know blew my mind a little bit. Um, and yeah, I was very, very... Uh, he, he seems very grateful for where he is now and you know he's safe his family is safe um he's happy he's playing football again and that was even if he doesn't score a goal this season i think just to have him back uh, by the way he will score goals i mean he i think he's, he looked good on saturday as well um just to have him back is is huge huge for wolves but more importantly huge for him not just scoring goals he's scoring on sunday bebe let's move on to <laughs> yes. uh Let's move on to uh, what's going to be billed as Bruno versus Nuno, as uh, as, you, as you know well. Um, we saw the old the old guy. Um, I say old guy. He was ten years younger with his um, his wax beard and uh, tan, and he looked a bit more fresh faced. And and maybe you know maybe it was the right change to do. Maybe he needed a change when you see from his appearance and from from where he was at the end of last season. Uh, got a great reception, I think, as we well know, he was a very important part of. Of, of Wolves' success, um, probably the the most important part, a lot of people would say, uh, in the last few years. But that's come, that's gone now. Uh, look, there's a lot of people who are kind of going back and forth saying, don't support Nuno, he's dead to us, blah 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 I'm of the opinion though, I'm not going to... I don't... I don't see people cheering for him as in like singing, you know, Nuno had a dream and stuff. And I, I, that's too far for me. I think he'll get a good reception, I think a really good reception with the fans. He'll get loads of applause... But for me, the most important person on Sunday is Bruno Large. It's his opening game as Wolves manager in a packed house. Everybody's got to get behind him, get behind this team. I know that Spurs had a great result against City. Of course they did. They're travelling, they're playing, they're playing Thursday night You know, in Europe. They come back. They're probably going to be without Harry Kane, who hasn't travelled with them. Uh I don't see, you know, and this is like the Spurs. Okay, so they can be great one week and they can be naff the next. I think actually, if Wolves play anything like they can do, this is this is a winnable game for Wolves. I really do. I think they could get something from this game. I'm pretty confident that they will get something from this game. But the focus for me has to be on on Bruno, on his players, and really, you know, if you're going to give someone an amazing, you know, ovation, then give it to the manager, give it to Raúl. You know, the, these players who haven't seen a full house at Monu for such a long time. These are the people who you want to. To really get behind and make it a cauldron and and make it an intimidating atmosphere again, not make it too nice. I totally agree. Totally, totally agree. Um, for me, you know, I can see the fans, you know, certainly clapping and and giving Nuno a good reception before the game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, depending on how the game turns out. I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, giving giving the fans um a little bit of appreciation after the game as well. Which I'm, which I'm sure they'll give back, regardless of the of the score. But during the game, um, in the right at the very beginning of the build up, as the teams are coming out, for example, anything that is, you know, Nuno had a dream pro pro Nuno or pro Spurs, I think is 
way too far, way too over the top. Um, it, you're, you're totally right. It's about Bruno, his first game at Molineux, uh first competitive game at Molineux. Um It's all about him and the team. And, you know, Wolves fans can and have done created a brilliant atmosphere at Molineux on many, many, many occasions. And it's also a very hostile atmosphere. There's no, there's no hiding away from the fact that they've beaten a lot of good teams at home. And that atmosphere plays a big part in it. It's got to be equally as hostile on Saturday. You, you said nasty. That's a good, good way of putting it. Don't make it nice for Spurs. Yeah. Don't, don't make it nice for Nuno whatsoever. Give him a, something before the game. Give him something after the game. But in the middle, make it as uncomfortable as possible. Because that is how Wolves are going to get a result from the game. And you're right. This Spurs team can be got at. There's, of no, course da- they can. there's no doubt about that. Eric Dyer is nothing special at the back. Davison Sanchez, nothing, nothing special. Jaffet Tanganga had a good game against Man City, but I'll tell you what, Adama can get at him. There is nothing special about that defence. There is nothing special about that midfield. If they played a midfield of uh, Skip, Hoiberg and Delhi, like they did against Man City, that midfield can be got at. That is lightweight. I really do think Wolves have got a very good chance to get a result from this game, but they have to be alert at the back and they have to be on the front foot going forward and if they can do that with the crowd behind them there's a real good chance there in terms of team selection and, and formation Liam uh, I've got to call, call Liam Spears earlier I'm just going to call you Joe then uh, so we'll, we'll go around all the we'll go around all the yeah uh, naturally Any, anyone and, but uh, anyone else uh, anyway from a, from a team selection and formation point of view can you see them can you see him sticking to three at the back and if so could you see any changes um I assume the game will come too soon for Willy Bolly, but the likes of maybe Nelson Semedo had had 60 minutes for the the 23s in midweek, or do you think who will keep his place? Uh, I guess the only other change that might be made would be Dendonka pushing Moutinho for that position, or 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 completely different if you think he's going to go to a back four. Did you see my tweet about Semedo, by the way? No, I did not know. Oh, I had a nightmare. Oh, did you? Uh... Oh, I had a right nightmare. Oh, God, I didn't even happens. think about... <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, <coughs> I'm going Stop it, off. I'm getting COVID at the end of this, this <laughs> headphone. It's coming through. I didn't even think about... you have to excuse me for a second. Oh, here we go. <coughs> oh, God, it's taken an hour and ten minutes, but it's... I know, the it's, it's happening now. I've done a yeah. good job up until this point. Go need um, some olives. I wasn't even thinking about what I... Well, I was thinking about what I was putting, but I didn't really pay any attention. And I just said... About Semedo playing with the under-23s, I said, um, Semedo getting... <laughs> God, it's funny. Getting oh, some... Min- <laughs> getting I mean, you've min- you built this up. I mean, cough it out, mate. I, know, Do you know I mean, this better out. be good, this. Getting some minutes with the kids tonight. Which oh, no. <laughs> which oh, I didn't... No. <laughs> I didn't even think about what I was oh, saying. Yeah. I got a load of responses that were really making me laugh. People were like... <laughs> I don't know about that, mate. That sounds a bit dodgy. I was, oh, no. Not honestly, in this environment. Come on, mate. It really made me that. laugh. It really, really did make me laugh. I thought it was It didn't make Nelson laugh. He wasn't very happy with it when oh, he saw it. I'm sure he'd be all right. He doesn't have a clue what it means, probably. And I just, no. quote, I just quoted it and said, I probably could have phrased this a bit differently. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. But yeah, anyway, in answer to your question. Um, yeah. Semedo, I think, Probably will come in. He had a good hour, mm-hmm. didn't he, for the under-23s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I think Dendonka would be a smart move because I think, um, particularly against a player like Hoiberg, you're going to need someone in there mm-hmm. who's a bit more stronger in the tackle. Um, they would they would be the two changes I would make. And to be honest, even though you know you, they were the two you already mentioned, I probably wouldn't make any others. 
Yeah, no, I think so. I think you're right. And um, I don't think Willie Bolly, like I say, is going to be ready for it. And, uh, you know, we'll start, I'm pretty sure we'll see Mayer on the bench, which which will be interesting. And I thought he'll be get a really good reception. And look, comes on, makes an impact, scores a goal. You know, you never know what's going to happen these days, do you? You really don't. Um, Imagine he gets the winner against Nuno oh, Spurs. Oh, dearie me. Well, I'd rather Raul get the winner. I'd rather get the Raul, let, let Raul get the winner. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so finally, um, uh, score prediction for these people who are going to retweet and uh, and be entered into a draw. You, you were very close with your nil-nil. Can I have a score prediction? Plage. You don't need a first score, just a score prediction. Just a score prediction. It's okay. very easy to win this season. Okay, okay. I've already had this score in my head from about half okay. an hour ago when we were when okay. we mentioned the uh, the competition. I'm going to go Spurs mm. nil. Oh, oh, two. Oh my good God! Let's have it. Two nil home win. Love it. I love it. Dude, I mean, it might not be. I don't think it'd be right, but you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. Two nil home win. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Um, I think it'll be a draw, but, you know, I don't think, I don't think I can see, I think I can see them getting definitely something like that. But look, I'll take a 2-0 win, um, retweet it, and uh, you'll be entered into the draw. Look, we've gone way over. Uh, on your day off as well, Liam, so I must have, you know, you've got the lurgy, you've got your day off, you, you've come in like a trooper. It's an hour and 12 minutes in, I can't ask any more of the lad. Um, We'll see you. We'll see you all Sunday. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the potty so far this season. Uh, we'll be back on uh, on the witching hour on Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning. Uh, we'll be uh, reviewing the the win against Spurs and then uh, and 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 Wolves into the third round of the Carabao Cup with a, with a with a with a with a Fabio Silva hat trick to talk about. So, um, but thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for all your support this season, and we shall see you on Sunday. From me, from Liam. Take care. Bye bye.